Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 32 of He Book, She Book. I'm Mike. And I'm Becca. And we have some unfortunate wrestling news to start off our show with Samoa Joe having an unknown injury and having to relinquish the NXT title. Yeah, I mean, we just can't have nice things. And mm-hmm. it's funny because we, we ended last week because, uh, like, with that, uh, we didn't have any real negative news. Yeah. And then, like, almost as soon as we were done recording. Yeah, it was almost, it was like an, less than an hour later we find out that Samojo is relinquishing this title. Yeah, and, like, we hadn't touched on, I think, like, the day before that Triple H had, like, an issue. He was in the hospital, and then Samoa Joe gets stripped of the NXT Championship for, like, a medical reason. We don't know what that medical reason is, but sure. And then, yeah, I mean, we had NXT crown a new champion on their new show, NXT 2.0 now. So silly. And, I mean, we're going to start with Raw, but, yeah, it was a a rough start to the week. Yeah, because we don't know why or what actually is this injury that Samoa Joe has. Is it a real injury? Was it just they wanted a new championship for their new brand launch? Who knows? But we don't have Samoa Joe as champion anymore, and that makes me sad. But Big E did something big on Raw, so that makes me happy. And we'll just start with that. He comes out saying he's here, and he plans on cashing in tonight on Raw. And you know, they announced this earlier in the day as well because WWE has this thing about announcing things on social media. Yeah, they had him tweet out earlier in the day, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. I'm cashing in Money in the Bank tonight, which is like a great way to get people to watch your program. Definitely. They're going up against Monday Night Football now. And this whole build was throughout the night. They had the whole arc of the show was built around Big E is going to cash in tonight. And meanwhile... We're also going to have Bobby Lashley versus Randy Orton for the WWE title tonight. And uh, Bobby's going to, or Big E is going to cash in on one of them. And this was such a great promo in the ring, too, because it starts with like RK Bro coming out and then Bobby Lashley and MVP come out, obviously. And Randy's saying he's going to win. Bobby's saying he's going to win. And Big E is just standing in the background in the middle of them saying, all right, and then I'll cash in. Like, as soon as Randy's like, I'll win. All right, I'll cash in. Bobby Lashley, I'll win. Nope, all right, I'll cash in. Like, Big E is cashing in regardless of the outcome tonight. And then it was was a good match between Bobby Lashley and Big E. That closed the show. Well, you mean, there was a great match between Bobby and Randy. And then Big E comes out. Between Randy, Uh, that's what I meant. But, yeah, I mean, we can just go right into what happened on this main event. Was, it was Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley. They work well together. And it's an, another solid match between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the first time apparently we've seen this in like 14 years, which I had no idea. Yeah. And they they work really well together. I would want to see that match again. Um, I think we will see that match again. Well, Bobby... Well, I mean, Bobby wins this match. Yeah. And he is now going to beat up Randy Orton some more. And he goes to throw Randy through the table, which he does mm-hmm. on the outside. And then like it... He sold it so well. If he wasn't really injured, he really made me think he was. Because <laughs> all of a sudden, he's, like, pulling at, like, his leg, like, his hamstring. Like, he popped it trying to lift Randy up. And he's walking around, limping around, and we know Biggie's going to come down. Biggie's music hits. He comes down. And then we go to a commercial break. 
Yeah, I don't like where the WWE in general puts their commercials. They always have weird commercial breaks, and then they come back to something else, and then we go back to the segment we were watching before the commercial break. It's just like it's it just it's lets stupid. the air out of yes, like such an exactly. exciting moment, and then you're losing momentum by doing that. Like we come back, and Bobby's like, "I don't want to do this. I'm not ready. I'm hurt. Whatever." And then Biggie just just bitch slaps him mm-hmm. hard, and then we get the match. Bobby almost, you know, gets the win with the spear. Biggie. Yeah, if Biggie did not win this cash-in, I would have been so angry. It, well, it's like every time they do this with, like, a, a face is going to come out for a heel and then they're going to have the cash-in, it's always like we have to get that one, we're going to make you believe that he's yeah, going to fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't really believe it, but... Yeah, but it does still make me worried because, like... Of course. Especially... Like, like, oh, are they going to mess this up exactly. for real? Exactly. Like, it's WWE. They could potentially mess up anything that we want. And when it comes to somebody like Bobby Lashley, who's just had this dominating reign, like, there's a chance that the cash-in isn't going to win, and he's going to continue to reign. He has this big match coming up against Goldberg. Like, who knows, you know? And But that was not the case here. Big E gets the win. Mm-hmm. Big E is your new WWE champion. And the crowd goes nuts, of course. Everybody went nuts. And not just the crowd. No! All Everybody. of wrestling Twitter, all of the wrestlers on Twitter, regardless yeah. of what show they work yeah, it for. It was not just WWE wrestlers. It was every single wrestler. Everybody is tweeting about this, about how Big E deserves it. He's one of the best people in the business. And he would later come out on SmackDown with that title, and it looks so it good looks on him. It looks so good on him. I'm, like, oh, it goes it with his new outfit. Just leave it on him for a it, minute. It just looks so perfect. And it's something that people have been waiting for for a long time. When they split up the New Day, uh, what was it, like last year or the year before? Mm-hmm. And they put Biggie on SmackDown. I was like, okay, we're pushing this guy. Yeah, and then We're they separating didn't. him. And then they kind of did. They kind of didn't. He went for like, the Intercontinental the title. Intercontinental, yeah. But, like, that's they where... never really elevated him no, to, like... No, they push him just to that. And, like, that's exactly. not the best championship. That's not That's not the title we wanted for Big E. No. This, it, this is the title that I wanted for Big E, for sure. I wanted him to go against Bobby Lashley. This is exactly what I wanted... But I'm just happy to have him as a champion. If he went against Roman, I would have been like, oh, okay, whatever. But he still would have been a champion, and I still would have been just as happy. Yeah, and Big E is now back on Raw mm-hmm. with the New Day. Oh, they had a beautiful little backstage reunion before the match. They had a beautiful reunion in, after, the, yeah, in the ring after the, after the match. And we do have the draft coming up. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we get to keep the New Day together. Yeah, I would really hate it if this draft came up and now say Big E is the WWE champion so he's on Raw and then they turn around and put like Kofi and Xavier on SmackDown. I'd yeah, be I think so annoyed. I want to say it's October 1st and 4th. It's like it starts on SmackDown then goes into Raw and we've been calling for this for a while now mm-hmm. that like they need to switch some stuff up because this is it's all getting very uh, bland is I guess the best word yeah, because it's just the same matchups over yeah. and over again and we need to move some things around and the first piece of that is we need to keep the New Day together. Yes. And we need to get Drew McIntyre out of Raw immediately. Yeah, because even... He has become irrelevant. He went from being he champion... What was doing this week? It was, uh, he was going against the Viking... Ra- or he was with the Viking Raiders. Yeah, he was in our... We're probably Jinder. not going to talk about this section yeah, again, again. Again. For weeks now. 
I mean, he won, but he usually does, but it's still irrelevant, and He's I hate it. He's had just this bizarre feud with Jinder Mahal mm-hmm. that no one cares about, that we have been given no reason to care about. Uh, he stopped telling his stories, which is nice, because those were not going over well. And it's just, this guy was your was your guy. He was the guy. Yeah. For basically the entire COVID era opposite Roman Reigns. I think it's time to just move him to SmackDown and be the next guy for Roman Reigns. I think that would be perfect because, I mean, we'll get into SmackDown too, and there are a few guys lined up for Roman Reigns, but I do think that that would be a good feud. We need something new for Drew to make Drew relevant again. He shouldn't be on our we are not talking about him list. Like yeah. he's, it's Drew McIntyre. Of course. And, like, there's guys that WWE doesn't use, women as well. There's a lot of those. A lot of women they don't use. Like, I mean, where uh, we've been given, like, no information on Asuka or Sasha Banks. I heard Asuka's hurt, but I, there's nothing confirming that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, these people just disappear. We do have uh, a kind of new match, I guess. Charlotte and Shayna faced yeah. off this week. And Charlotte obviously is going to get that win. Nia distracts Charlotte. So, like, we're still doing that whole Nia and Shayna no, no, no. are she, breaking up. She distracted Shayna. She helped Charlotte get the win the same way that Shayna helped Charlotte get the win. This week, Nia says something to Shayna, like, we need to stay on the same page, but then turns around and helps Shayna lose, basically. And then the more important thing happens. Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss comes down, and she's got a present for Charlotte. How sweet. So sweet. What a nice lady. She comes out. She's got a <laughs> gift for Charlotte. She hands the gift to Charlotte, and the crowd is so into this. Yeah. It's so funny to me that Alexa is still so over with fans, and I... she's getting away from, like, the creepy superpower yes. nonsense to just now she's this creepy, like, she is like Lunette from uh, Big Comfy Couch, yeah. just with an edge to her. Mm-hmm. And she gives Charlotte this gift. Charlotte opens the gift. It's a doll. For Charlotte named Charlie. It's got its own little championship. Looks exactly like Charlotte. I am so happy to have the crowd back. Because Yeah, they made that. They made that so much better because even when like Alexa is trying to get Charlotte to open this box or to take the box and she won't take it. So Charlotte's like, no. And then it was just Alexa being like, yes, yes, no, yes, no, back and forth until the crowd starts chanting, open it. And then they open it, and then they start chanting, like, Charlie, because of this doll, which the WWE is now selling, because why wouldn't they sell it? But we're lining up Alexa versus Charlotte for the title. And the crowd's here for it, I'm here for it, you're here for it. Of course. Let's see it. It's it's something that we haven't gotten. It's new. It's fresh. Mm -hmm. And, again, like, I just, I can't get over... The Alexa thing we talked about before the fans came back, it was not going to work the way they were doing it. Yes. With, with like, the supernatural nonsense, like, the horror movie, like, vibe to it. And they've really gone away from that. They did have that weird, like... Wink thing. Wink thing. Mm -hmm. But then that got shit on hard. Yeah. And then they've really gone away from, like, they haven't done anything crazy with Lily since. Yeah, she's just there. Yes, she's like this kind of, like, not even really ominous presence, but she's still here. Yes. But Alexa is still very... She's she's becoming less creepy, more like I don't know even what the word for she's like she's becoming scary in a different way. Yeah. She's just gone like psychotic, but she's still sweet. Like she called Charlotte a bitch in like the sweetest way you've ever heard anyone call someone a bitch before. Well, she called her a narcissistic bitch. Yeah, and which she is, so she's not wrong. Got a big pop from the crowd. Yeah, Charlotte agreed to it. Yeah, I mean, like 
Alexa has become like a the face in this. Like the fans are rooting yes. for Alexa here, well, and of, it is very interesting. And I'm, I'm dying to know how many of these dolls are selling. Yeah, one of my favorite things about this was when Alexa gave her the Charlie doll and said, "This is something for you to play with when I take your title at Extreme Rules." Great line. It Alexa's great. very good on the microphone. Yeah, it's gonna be weird because they are, like, Charlotte's extremely athletic, one of the best female wrestlers in the world. Alexa has Alexa is more like. She's great with great opponents. She's bad with bad opponents. Like, it very much depends on who she's working with, how good her matches are. Yeah. Charlotte could have a bad, ma- could have a good match with anyone. Yeah. Except well, for Naya, except apparently. Except for Naya. We've seen that. But I'm, I'm interested to see those two mesh because we've only really got it once, and it was not, like, a long match. Mm-mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, again, it's something new. Put the title on Alexa. Who cares? Well, I was just going to say that, too. Like, she's over. Put the title on Alexa. And then w- worst comes to worst, we give it back to Charlotte later, get Charlotte another exactly. number on, on her like, belt. Like, they love taking the belt away from Charlotte and having her win it right back. Just to give it back to her. Exactly. Just do it this time, but she doesn't need to get it right back. Yeah. You know, speaking of belts and titles on women, we have not, we talked about this yesterday, we have not had a t- women's tag team match Championship for match. the belts, yeah. yes, the ch- the championship match since May. Yeah, so I have it here, right? We're gonna take you through the last five title defenses of the women's tag team championships, which do exist in the WWE. So WrestleMania <laughs> 37, Shayna and Nia were the champions. They beat Natalia and Tamina. Yes. Okay, that was April 11th. Mm-hmm. Shayna Bays were Nia Jax. Take the t- or, uh, They beat Lana and Naomi. Lana has since been released. And then the SmackDown a week later, Tamina and Natalia get the win over Shayna and Nia Jax. They become the new tag team champions. Since then, they have defended the titles twice, both times against Shayna and Nia, May 17th and May 24th. We have not had the titles defended since May 24th. Which is crazy, because we have seen Natty and Tamina wrestle. Natty then got injured They've for had a tag little matches. bit. That's what they I'm saying. lost like, to Tegan and Shotzi. Mm-hmm. Tegan and Shotzi were supposed to get tag title shots. But then Natty got hurt. Yes. So then they so didn't do the that. So take the freaking titles off of them. And they did not take the titles off of them. And now they're doing individual matches, but together. Like, this week on Again, Raw... Again, they keep exactly, doing this. Rhea went against Natty. I mean, Nikki's here in Rhea's corner, and, like, they want to go after the tag team championships, and that's what made us go, mm, wait a minute, when was the last time we actually fought for these? And a fight between Rhea, Nikki, Natty, Tamina, this all breaks out. Sonya adds on, instead of just Rhea versus Natty, we're also going to get Nikki versus Tamina. Not in a tag team match, again, in an individual match. So Nikki wins that match, Rhea wins her match. Will we see them against Natty and Tamina? Maybe at Extreme Rules for the tag team match, or for the tag team championships? I mean, either way, we're going to be over four months since these titles have been defended. And like, they're the women's tag team titles. They haven't been around long. And, like, I get that, like, you know, you have a lot of titles. But, like, this is a reason to get more of these female wrestlers TV time. But also... And they just don't do it. These titles can bounce from Raw to SmackDown. Yeah, should when be a benefit. It, it should be a benefit. When the men have... The men's tag team, they have a Raw tag team. They have a SmackDown tag team. They both have their own championship. But for the women's tag team championship, it is one across both all three brands 
Well, no, they do have the NXT women's uh, Oh, titles, right, they no. did bring that one. But they still, against Raw and SmackDown, at any point, could have been wrestling for these tag teams. They could have dropped the, the titles when Natty got hurt. We could have had something for that and had Tegan and Shotzi become the new champions. We haven't even seen them other than little backstage things in a while. We finally saw Tony Storm this week. Well, we're, we're going to talk about the women on SmackDown when we get to SmackDown. Because yes. like, that has been just a... A mess. Uh, just an absolute mess. But, you know, the WWE is so used to making messes. And then yeah. they have to turn around and clean them up. Like, even with Jeff Hardy being in this 24-7 championship bullshit... Got a lot of heat. It got a lot of heat. Yeah. And then this week, Jeff Hardy is first Damian Priest. Yeah, because they heard all mm -hmm. of the, the hate that they got online for... You have a legendary wrestler mm -hmm. in Jeff Hardy... A, just a crowd-beloved figure for, like, 20 ever, years now, Ever, Right? And you have him chasing around Reggie for this 24-7 championship, and it's like, why do you even have him here? Exactly. Well, this is what I was talking about a little bit earlier, too, where, like, the WWE has this thing about cutting to commercial when they bring people out. They bring out Damian Priest and Jeff Hardy for this match, cut to commercial, come back to a 24-7 championship segment, in the back with all of them. I don't know, Maverick had some plan for our truth and Tazawa or whatever. And then we go back to Damian Priest and Jeff Hardy, but before the match starts, they announce that Damian Priest will be versus Sheamus at Extreme Rules. Why are we announcing this before the match starts? I don't know. It was just, the whole thing was just so weird. The match wasn't good. They didn't, no. it just didn't seem like Sheamus they is on were, commentary. Like, timing. It was just very off. And, yeah, I mean, we're going to get Damian Priest and Sheamus. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, but we also, again, we had Drew in just a nothing match earlier in the night. We had Omas get another, you know, great showing. Omas is going to be something. He's go so... He is going to be something. God. There's for like, sure. He's just, he's got this presence. I love his theme song. Like, he's just so freaking big, man. Like, if they, this is a guy that should be champion sooner rather than later. And... It's just so interesting. Like they just, I don't know where they found this guy. Yeah, I know. He just came out of nowhere. And it's like, you know, they they release Braun, so they don't really have a monster. Mm -hmm. And he is becoming like that monster. Um, and then we also had Dewdrop and Eva Marie again. Yeah, Dewdrop And it wins. was the same exact same thing, thing, same thing from either last week or two weeks ago. Whatever with that. And then we had the debut of NXT 2.0. Mm-hmm. Big NXT fans, we've loved it for, you know, it's been one of the best shows for wrestling, especially WWE-wise, for the last, like, five Definitely years. Definitely WWE-wise. Just so always good. putting on amazing shows. And we've got new graphics, we've got a new arena look, we've got new lighting. It's so crazy bright in there. I'm not a fan of that. I liked how dark WWE, or how NXT was on the crowd. Like, the crowd doesn't need to be right the brightness of yeah. it made this arena look small it did it all looked very small like you could see the ceiling yeah like you could, you could see, see every last nook like, and cranny you could see the end of the rows and like i don't know i just think of arenas around us where i'm just like you can't see the top row in the wells fargo no not with like the usual yeah lighting, not no. with like usual lighting and like this was a, a very small place and they had the bright lighting but i mean we got new faces out of it we have yeah one of those new faces i am for all day long yeah not his name though no his name sucks so we had they're not going to acknowledge it apparently but we had the son of rick steiner yeah make his debut um they're calling him braun breaker 
which is just very 80s villain. But they changed his name like four times before they even announced him. Yeah, because I mean, like he leading was, up to it. I mean, his, he, his name is Bronson Rex Steiner. Then he goes by like uh, Rex Steiner, which I thought was such a dope yeah, name. Yeah, would have been a much better name. And then he debuts. He's Braun Breaker with two Ks, no less. Mm-hmm. That's important to, uh, to talk about. But he's going to come out and he's going to have a match with LA Knight, who is going to be in the Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Championships later on in the night. Yeah, this made no sense why he was going against LA Knight, but I, he was a great wrestler, so I was happy to see it. Braun Breaker looks incredible. It, this was a great match. The guy looks like a Steiner. Yeah. <laughs> and he, they did make a very subtle reference. They had, they said he had a dog face gremlin mentality, which is exactly the, the nickname of his father, but that's the only Steiner reference we mm-hmm. got. And, but I mean, you just, you can't look at that guy and be like, God, like, there's just, there's something there that I think is very, like, this guy's going to get pushed to the moon. Yeah. And if we're, and if this show is any um, indication of what we're getting in the future, like, Braun Breaker beats LA Knight. Yeah. Like, clean, On his debut. Pretty handily. Mm-hmm. He looked incredible, like, strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, he does get that win over LA Knight. And later on, like, throughout the night, he's like, he's doing handshakes with the people in the back. Uh, he has a quick segment with the new NXT champion uh, at the end of the show, which we'll get to in a second. But, like, they're pushing this guy to the moon, and I'm here for it. I'm ready. He's, like, he just seems like he has it. Yeah. he Like, he does. And I don't know, man. I just, I th- I think his name shocked a lot of people. It's trash. Yeah. Trash name. Because, like, I think a lot Rex of people. Rex Steiner would have been such a good name yes. if they don't want to reference the Steiners, yes. which I don't understand. But a lot of people were expecting him to come out as a Steiner because leading up like to it. I mean, Steiner. he looks like it. He is a Steiner. Yes. But, like, leading up to it, he was going to be a Steiner. And then he came out and everybody was like, what the hell do you mean your name is Braun Breaker? I was so annoyed. <laughs> like, even just name him, like, like. Use his real last name, like call him Braun Rex Steiner. Yeah, yeah Rex Steiner would have been the best. It would have been for so him. perfect. Yeah, but you know, we name. can't have nice things. And uh, we did have B Fab from Hit Row make her in ring debut, which was fine. You know, and I said this <laughs> all it was, was so happening. I okay, was, I was so confused. Well, she was, you know, really happy. She was like, "Oh, you guys said that I can't do this, and I do do this." The promo in the back was good. Yes, they have a great. Pro- the whole, all of them. They're they're very, very good together. But how long has Hit Row been here? A minute. Why was this her first match? I'm assuming because she's not very good. Okay. I think she's just been training, and, yeah. you know, they finally felt the need that, or at least she's probably showing something that, like, okay, she can go. Yeah. And they have introduced a female on the, um, on the other side of them, Hit Row's nemesis, the Legato del Fantasma. Mm-hmm. So we do have a 4v4 uh, outlook here. Yeah. It's going to be interesting if we do, like, either either, either it's going to be a 3-on-3 three three and then the girls go one-on-one, or we can have, like, a 4-on-4 four four mixed tag situation. Yeah, it'd be cool. But BFAB has to prove that she can actually go. And even if it's just, like, three like quick three minute matches mm-hmm. we did have like a local well that uh, was the thing was it a local or was it a new face for nxt i don't know whatever it was she was clearly the jobber yes. in this match yes. uh, but it's nice that it's not somebody established mm-hmm. that just takes those pins uh and then we had our backstage segment because tonight is just it's a beautiful affair we have the wedding of indy and dexter loomis and 
we have to see our guys getting ready backstage. Yeah, so Johnny Gargano, Cameron Grimes, and Odyssey Jones were all backstage because I guess they're all... They're the groomsmen, The clearly. groomsmen. They're putting on gloves, which had me crying because this... I love this. I love everything about this it's wedding so scene. It's so silly. The way has fun. been so silly for the, months now, and it yes. just works. And then there's a knock on the door while they're all back there. And Johnny goes over and opens the door. And it's Austin Theory. I was so happy. I don't think I've been as happy this year in wrestling. <laughs> like other than like CM Punk coming out, yeah, I think this is like my say. second. This is my second favorite return uh, in wrestling this year. I I popped so hard on the couch watching this because it, it, it caught me by surprise. Yeah, we like we were like we I was kept hoping saying, and wanting Austin, Austin needs to, be back. to show up. He yeah. needs to be at this wedding, but we didn't actually expect him to show up. But there were so many things that Austin said in this night that had me just rolling. Like, when Johnny saw him, he was like, oh my god, Austin, I thought you ran away! And Austin was like, I did run away. He did. He did. He did run away. And then he brought him a priest with him, mm-hmm. Damien Priest, Yep. which was very funny. Yeah, but Damien Priest was just here for the party. We literally didn't see him again. No, he didn't come out. He just stayed, I guess, just taking it, shots in the back. Yeah, I uh, guess. He was here for the party. Yeah, he was here but for the open this bar. this could be a very easy way to transition Austin Theory into the main roster with Damian Priest somehow. Like, Damian Priest then, in a backstage promo on Raw or SmackDown or whichever one Damian Priest is on, can bring Austin Theory up, or Austin Theory gets drafted. I think he gets drafted. I think, I he, think that's that would move. be That would be the better move. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it seems like it was just kind of like, okay, we're going to bring him back for the wedding, mm-hmm. and then now it's time to... Cause we thought he was going to the main roster when he ran away. Yeah. But this seems to be, like, the, the payoff of that mm-hmm. is that he comes back for the family, uh, and then now we can just move him on. But this was the first wedding that I can recall in WWE history that went off without a hitch. It was so cute. It was such a I perfect, mean, we'll very off. funny Wait, Dexter wedding. did, like... Oh, there were some... I shouldn't say without a hitch. Yeah, I was there like, were some Dexter like kind of destroyed the officiant at one point. But it was we can get right into that wedding because Austin forgot the rings when Johnny was asking him for the rings. He said, "Austin, you have the rings," and Austin's like, "What do you mean we're in a ring?" One of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Of course, I'm still I still am giggling about that. Like that to me was so funny. Uh, yeah, Dexter puts the priest to sleep, but then the, it's okay because Beth Phoenix thought something like this was going to happen, got ordained online, and now she's the officiant of this wedding. Uh, and we kept saying that we were scared Dexter was going to say no. Yes, that was my biggest fear. And for that this. that was going to be the only thing he says because we have never heard Dexter talk on no. well on NXT. The guy does not speak, and I mean we get to uh, the point where. Uh, speak now, forever hold your peace. Mm-hmm. Everyone raises Every their person hand. raises their hand. And then Dexter just opens up the suit jacket and flashes his axe at everyone. Hilarious. Everybody puts their hands down, naturally. And we can continue. Mm-hmm. Indy says her... Indy has already said her vows. Very beautiful the, vows. Uh, the previous officiant got choked out because Dexter didn't have vows. Mm-hmm. And he was salty about it. Yeah, so it Dexter weird. just put him to sleep. Mm-hmm. And we get to the moment. You know, will Dexter say I do? And he did. And, and the crowd went. Theory. The whole crowd no, went nuts. Austin Everyone Theory's reaction was better than anybody else's. Yeah. The way he jumped up behind Dexter, he's screaming. Everybody's freaking out. It was amazing. It was an amazing wedding. Like it was just again, the silliness can't be overstated. 
it's so crazy that this was a wrestling segment, mm-hmm. but it was so obviously a wrestling segment too because yeah. it was just so perfect. The crowd was super behind it. You've never heard anyone, you've never heard a crowd react to anything the way they reacted to Dexter just leaning in and saying I. Yeah. And then everyone being on the edge of their seats. Yeah. It was like a comedy. It was it, just... It, that's exactly what it was It was like. just a perfect comedy segment, and it went off perfectly, and that's what closed the show. Mm-hmm. And then we get backstage with another segment between Braun Breaker and the new NXT champion who defeated Pete Dunne and defeated not Kyle O'Reilly, because Kyle O'Reilly was taken out of this match earlier in the night. Uh, and was replaced by someone by the name of Von Wagner. Yeah, it was really weird. But we have never seen before. No. And was the most generic looking person I've ever seen in my life. He broke up the fight. So it was like Pete Dunne and was, Ridge Holland, I think, Yeah, they beat up Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly. O'Reilly in the back. And then mm-hmm. William Regal's like, Kyle can't compete. Here's Von Wagner. He broke it up. He gets to be in the championship match now. Yeah. Makes no sense to me at all. But whatever. I'll Doesn't go with matter. it. Doesn't um, matter. Doesn't matter. Because... Pete Dunne doesn't win this match. No, he doesn't. L.A. Knight doesn't win this no, match. No, he doesn't. Von Wagner doesn't win this no, match. No, he doesn't. Tommaso Ciampa is your new NXT champion. He is the new NXT champion. I'm so excited. I love Tommaso Ciampa. It's my favorite guy in NXT. I was very surprised by this. I... Did not see it coming. I don't I don't know, man. 908 days he went without Goldie, and he got her back, and I love it, and I'm here for it. I love that... Listen, I, I was sad originally when I found out that... Uh, Samoa Joe had to had to like turn down this title and or relinquish this title and I was worried about this fatal four-way because I really thought that they were going to give this to LA Knight that's what I thought for sure was going to happen because they've there's been nothing but talk about NXT 2.0 being new faces new Mm matchups new everything right and when they put I thought for sure this was either going to be Pete Dunne's moment or LA Knight's moment when LA Knight lost in the first match, I was like, okay, you're yep. burying him to bring him back yep. up later. He'll be the new NXT champion, and he'll go face Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. I thought, regardless of what happened in this match, Braun Breaker is next because of the way they pushed him in that first match. Yeah. And throughout the night, he's getting the handshakes. Mm-hmm. He's getting, like, the John Cena rookie treatment. Oh, yeah. And instead, Tommaso Ciampa is your new NXT champion a face that has been around in NXT for years. Listen, I like that they're doing this with the new brand. It makes perfect they sense. give it to Champa. It makes all it makes all of the sense because in the world. it's the old guard yep. of NXT, and then we get the segment. It's him and Braun Breaker just face to face. And if we're pushing them to the moon, let's just go all out and do it. Oh yeah, Tommaso Champa is a perfect opponent for him. I think it's going to be a fantastic match whenever we do actually do it. I think L.A. Knight will probably still be heard from in all this. Um, Pete Dunne is probably, I guess, going to work with Kyle O'Reilly, which I thought was a weird trade-off for Pete. It felt like this was kind of... Yeah, well, especially since Pete is the reason Kyle O'Reilly wasn't in that Fatal 4-Way anymore. Yeah, so I feel like they're going to work together. And then I don't know what you do with L.A. Knight, but it looks like... I don't know, man. I think L.A. Knight might get drafted. I'm here for it. I think, I think he, he has main roster written all over yeah, it. Yeah, I think he's run his course in NXT, so to speak, and... He he does have main roster written all over him. He's basically this just the Miz, and the Miz isn't here. Yeah, Miz is dancing away. Yep. But I I think whatever I I liked NXT. I, I love it was a great NXT. Show. I I the change I think, didn't affect anything at all. 
Yeah, like, if you The if you lighting, didn't, who cares? Yeah, if you didn't like NXT's show, you're nitpicking, like, oh, the lighting's stupid. Yeah. It was fine the way it was. Listen, I do think the lighting was stupid. It doesn't affect the fact that that show was still a banger. Yes, that show was still very good. We didn't get Raquel Gonzalez versus uh, Frankie Monet. Yeah, that was advertising. I, I didn't guess happen. we're saving that for another time, which I guess, which is fine because the, the show was packed pretty well, yeah. regardless. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it more than I guess I did. I tried to set no expectations of this show. Yeah, because we knew it was going to be something new. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll dial in the lighting and figure out what works. That's the thing that it was, I do it was, like about I feel NXT. Like too bright. Yes, they will fix. They will tweak everything and fix what needs to be fixed, and they will continue to be probably the best of the Man. brand. And there are people on that roster that. Like, we have new Diamond Mine people that Malcolm Bivens is bringing up. Oh, yeah, we do. And there's just, there's a lot of untapped talent that's been in the PC for a while. And Bronson Rex Steiner was one of those perfect examples. Mm-hmm. He's been down there for a little bit. And this was a perfect way to just elevate him. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not only going to debut him, we're going to debut him strong. And we're not going to reference his dad or his uncle, but he's going to wrestle exactly like them. Yeah, he really is. And, yeah, I mean, that brings us to SmackDown, which opens with... Roman Reigns, and the Bloodline, and still Paul Heyman. How? How is Paul Heyman still a part of this Bloodline? We're going to get something with this. Listen. Like, we were talking about this either... Because I don't believe anything Paul Heyman says. I fully believe Paul Heyman is still working for Brock Lesnar. Yeah, if there's anything I've learned over watching wrestling for the past 25 years is that Paul Heyman lies. You don't trust that man. You don't trust Paul Heyman. And he is... He keeps getting questioned about... Why didn't you know Brock Lesnar was going to be at SummerSlam? Did you know that Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. was going to be at SummerSlam? And he keeps just, he is adamant that he did not know. Mm-hmm. And I just don't believe him at all. Yeah, well, then even, the Uso said this a couple weeks ago, but Roman said it again on SmackDown. If you didn't know, why didn't you know? Like, That's a great question. Roman pays you to know when there is a threat. And you don't know there's a threat. And I don't know how many times Paul Heyman had to say this on SmackDown, but he said it so many times that Brock Lesnar is scared of Roman. And he keeps saying it and he keeps saying it. And that's what makes me believe that Paul Heyman is still working for Brock Lesnar. It's he's trying to get in Roman's ear and make Roman confident so that Brock can come in and destroy him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's announced for Crown Jewel. Yes. We are getting Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, if the title's on the line, it all depends on if Roman Reigns can get back, can get past Demon Finn Balor, mm-hmm. and we had a face-off with those two again. Yeah, which, came, this was weird because Big E so came very, out. Yeah, it was a very odd opening segment. Um, we had Big E come out, and they didn't really talk, but I mean, that's when we saw Big E look tremendous oh, with that title so around his waist. so good with that waist. title. And... He has this face-off with Roman for just a little, just briefly, mm-hmm. and then Finn Balor comes down, and we get we end up getting Finn Balor and Biggie versus the Usos. Yes, which was strange in general. Was I was strange. mad that the listen. I love Finn Balor, and I want Finn Balor here, and I'm so excited every time I see him. But why wasn't that the new day? Yeah, I was like, like I've, I said this while we were watching. I've never been more disappointed to hear Finn Balor's music. Yes. Because I was just waiting for the New Day to come out. Yeah, you have a big E standing in a face-off with Roman Reigns, and behind Roman Reigns are the Usos. The New Day should have come out. I yeah. mean, we are apparently we're getting the New Day versus the Usos, well, the whole bloodline on Raw this week, this yes. coming week. So on Raw, we will have 
Big E and Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston yes. take on the Usos and Roman Reigns, who are apparently going to be on Raw. We're just stacking shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, every show, not even WWE, just I was AEW say they included. Have to, WWE has to because AEW does it every week. AEW's lineup next week is insane, we'll get which that's, we'll get to. Yeah, that's but insane. Big E and Finn Balor get the win over the Usos, and it was a fine match. And later on in the night, the Usos just beat the hell out of Big E backstage. Yeah. Which I'm guessing is, you know, the reason why we're getting exactly. this match on Monday. You know, Paul Heyman, he just keeps... I understand why everybody loves Paul Heyman. And he's like a heel, so I get why people don't like Paul Heyman. And I don't like Paul Heyman. I think he's an asshole. And he even proved that on SmackDown when he just yelled in Kayla's face. Yeah, I love Paul Heyman. I will always love Paul Heyman. Yeah, I know you will, but he yelled at Caleb. But I do not stand <laughs> for Caleb Braxton slander or issues. If you have some, if you have a problem with Caleb Braxton, you have a problem with this podcast, and Paul Heyman needs to leave her alone. Yeah, he well, he yelled at her and told her to leave him alone because he she she, she is just sneaking up on him. Every <laughs> she single is week. sneaking up on him, yeah. and it's hilarious. But she's you know she's a journalist. She needs to do that. She needs to. She said she has sources saying that Paul Heyman is still Brock Lesnar's advocate, and he went off on her. And then that's when didn't he's, deny it. No, he did not. Because he's very good with words, that yes. Paul Heyman. Yes, he is. Which is why I like love hate him because I'm like, oh, this guy could get. He's like a car salesman. Like, he could get anything out of anybody and sell anything to anybody. And it's scary, but also whatever, Paul Heyman's Paul Heyman, he's always going to be here. Well, we, we had a little segment between Paul and Roman. Mm-hmm. And Roman asks again, you know, basically, like, what did you know? Why didn't you know what you didn't know? Why, yeah. you know, is Brock Lesnar going to be extreme rules? And Paul Heyman just, like, laughs it off. Yeah. Like, no, of course no, not. No, 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 of no. He's afraid of you. Why would he come yeah. back that? That's like, he said rules? that too much. He's scared of you. Why do you keep saying that? I'll bet on two things. I'll bet that Brock Lesnar is at Extreme Rules. Yes. And I really do think that we're taking this belt off Roman. I think Brock's going to cause exactly. Finn to win this match, and I will love that. Like, we're going to get... First of all, this is the perfect scenario, is if this all works out, mm-hmm. that we wanted uh, Bobby Lashley and Goldberg to not be for the championship at Crown Jewel because Goldberg kind of teased that he wasn't after the title, he was after Bobby Lashley. Yes. Lashley drops the title to Big E, Perfect. Perfect. We're one for one. If we can get Roman and Brock without the championship, because it doesn't need it. It doesn't need it. Exactly. And we just get Brock and Roman at Crown Jewel without that title, and we put that belt on Finn. Mm Mm-hmm. Another perfect scenario. Well, when Paul and Kayla were having this, like, conversation where Paul ends in screaming in her face, and he turns to walk away, Big E is once again standing right there. And Big E says to him... You know, don't worry about it, but I'm going to go against your boy at Survivor Series. And he goes, but who's going to be your boy, Brock or Roman? Hilarious. Or is Finn going to spoil your plans because you underestimate him or you overlook him or whatever? And, like, please, please let that happen. Like, we're at the point where Bobby had a dominant title run Mm -hmm. and drops the title. Doesn't look bad. No. If Roman drops this title, he's been champion for, like, a year now, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe over a year at this point and if you drop the title to finn finn's a headliner finn's yeah. a main eventer it doesn't make him look at it, especially if brock lesnar is the reason why he loses mm-hmm. i think that we're gonna get roman get close to beating finn and brock's gonna come out he's gonna cost roman the championship put a title on a new face because people have been complaining about this show being stale mm-hmm. 
Like, make these and changes. people love Finn. Take those titles away from the people that have had them for a while. Big E is your champion on Raw. Finn is your champion on SmackDown. And those can be your, kind of, your uh, your holds for the draft. Is Big yeah. E is going to be on Raw. Finn's going to be on SmackDown. Make it seem like there's a chance Roman could be drafted to Raw. Mm-hmm. I would rather keep him on SmackDown, and I'm sure Fox probably would too. But I think this change-up wouldn't hurt anyone. And especially if we're just... Crown Jewel is just such a bizarre show. Yeah. But it's just like they put together these weird dream matches that only a select few people actually want to see. and Yeah, and they don't need the titles. And they don't need the titles. Like, I think Bobby and Goldberg obviously is happening at Crown Jewel. I don't know the condition of either one. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Bobby's actually hurt because he sold it really well. Um, Goldberg had, like, surgery, so hopefully he's okay. I didn't even know Goldberg had surgery. Yeah, I think it was some, like, knee issue thing that he had. But, yeah, we're just going to keep moving because we had the same women's segment that we've had for weeks. It's just, it's Becky and Bianca. Uh, yeah, but this time it was a little bit different because we did have a little bit of a backstage promo with Kayla and Becky. And Becky was all, I've never been here for, we are in Bianca's hometown. Yes, we're in Tennessee. We also have Kane. Yes. Mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Yes. He's going to present the city, or the key to the city, to Bianca. And, like, it was just, it was an okay segment. But my issue is, it's just the same thing. We've done the same exact Mm -hmm. segment over and over. And it's the only women's segments that we're getting. No, we also had Zelina Vega and Carmella versus Liv Morgan and Tony Storm. Which was supposed to be last week, which we haven't seen any of these people for any other weeks. And uh, it was, like, a two-minute match. But then we also, with that, line up, I think it was Carmella versus Liv for Extreme Rules. Uh, Naomi was also backstage again telling Sonya... Who she is. Yeah, who she is and why she belongs here. I don't understand why people underestimate Naomi and act like she's just, like, this brand-new person who hasn't proved herself. Naomi is one of the most athletic people on that roster. And yeah, it is she very needs to be shown. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Seth Rollins finally figured out his feelings. Remember last week how he was not sure how he felt about... Killing Edge. Yeah, basically Killing Edge. But he comes out today, he's happy, he's dancing around, he's in a shiny silver suit with matching shoes. All of it looked like he was just aluminum foil. Uh, And then he says what happened to Edge was unfortunate, unsettling, and scary. As if he wasn't the one who did it. The most important thing is that it's our fault. Yes, of course. It is the fault of the fans that Seth killed mm-hmm. Edge. Um, we can talk a little bit about Seth's suit because, my God, it was literally... I, you can't tell me that wasn't tinfoil. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It 100% was. The crowd even chanted, you look stupid. I he, mean, this was the worst of his suits. Yes. And this man is known for having just outrageous suits, but this was this was insane. I mean, his shoes matched, though, so that was kind of comical. He looked like a robot. He looked ridiculous. Yeah. And, yeah, he's. it's our fault mm-hmm. that Edge came back, and it's our fault that Edge is now dead, basically, thanks to Seth Rollins. And we're definitely, we're getting one more. Yeah, and he he challenges Edge to a match at Extreme Rules, but... Did he say Ed- Extreme Rules? I thought he said Extreme Rules. Either way, I just we're getting we're getting another one. He asked for yeah. another match just so that he can finally end Edge. Yeah, if it is Extreme Rules, Extreme Rules is next Sunday. So if yes. it is Extreme Rules, we'll find out on Friday the go home show. Yes. Whether or not 
it's definitely happening. What Edge's response is, unless Edge is out until Survivor Series. What's after, What's next? Is well, it Extreme Rules, Crown Jewel, and then I'm guessing Survivor Series after that. Right. I I don't think that they would do this at Crown Jewel, but I honestly I don't know. I don't think I don't feel like no. I don't think you put that match Crown Jewel, but I mean mm-hmm. we also had uh, King Nakamura and Boogs. They're going to come out again, and we get Boogs versus Bobby Roode. Boogs gets the victory. Boogs is over. The celebration begins with him and Shinsuke and Pat McAfee going absolutely nuts. And then Apollo Crews comes out of nowhere and ruins it mm-hmm. with Commander Aziz. And Apollo, who I've been wondering about for like the last couple of days, like before this show, was like, where is Apollo Crews? Yeah, he was just MIA for a bit. And he wants his Intercontinental title back. Yeah, he wants a rematch, so we'll see when that happens. And then we had again Sami Zayn versus Dominic Mysterio. Again, Sami Zayn gets the win. Of course. And that is basically all of WWE's television for the week. We did not touch on, uh, we have to go back to NXT real quick, uh, because Mandy Rose has now dyed her hair brown. Everything about her. She's so perfect. Everything about her. Her hair, she's just a brunette now with a little bit of like different gear and it what an amazing switch so yeah she's with um i think it's like Gigi dolan and like jc jane i think mm-hmm. is the girl's name and mandy comes out she's been in that mask for like a couple weeks and pretty earlier in the night she was in like a hood so i was like oh no way they're like did they shave her head did they dye her hair or whatever she comes out and she reveals she is now brunette huge moment in nxt history and we can move on to, to, to <laughs> aew now we can move on to AEW, where CM Punk, for some reason, on Dynamite is on commentary. Okay. Like, he was just on commentary until, like, Taz... Puts butts in seats. Yeah, know? for real. And then Taz comes out, and then eventually, when CM Punk stands up, Hobbs attacks him out of nowhere, throws him onto the table. I think yeah, that man. was supposed to be through the table. That had to hurt so much, because... Yeah, that was and not this is good. like This is a little bit like midway through the show mm-hmm. um, yeah he was on commentary for probably half of the show yeah, i'd say Taz, Taz comes out with hook and they get into punk's face and then hobbs comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. hobbs hits punk tries to put him through the table it just doesn't break and he just kind of slides off to the side but that's going to set up the first televised match for cm punk in over seven years mm-hmm. because on rampage because aew has absolutely stacked the hell out of Rampage and Dynamite. They're calling it AEW Grand Slam. It's CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs on Rampage. Yes. Two-hour Rampage, yes. no less. Rampage is going to be two hours this coming week. And d- this Dynamite opened with Adam Cole, baby, versus Frankie Kazarian. Mm-hmm. And Adam Cole notches that first AEW victory. And he's he's going to do so well in AEW. He did so well in WWE, he's don't get going me wrong. To, he's, he's one of the best yes. no matter where he yes. goes. And he's going to be fine. And he cuts a promo after the match because he is going to challenge three guys that just get on his nerves. Yeah. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Christian Cage. He wants to super click Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Christian Cage next week on either Rampage or Dynamite. I forget which one they announced it for. But again, one of just both, both one of the huge matches there. Yeah. And yeah, man, Adam Cole, This I love this song that he's got. He's got to dial in the boom, because that yeah he's so close to getting he's it. He's so on close to getting that timing on the mm-hmm. boom. He'll get there. Um, it's just I was worried when he when we were talking about like will he or won't he jump from NXT mm-hmm. to AEW. I was worried that he was going to get lost in the shuffle, and then he debuts and he's just one of the guys in the elite. But they are not positioning him 
as just another one of the guys in the Yeah, area. I do like that. Because he's always got the microphone in his hand, like, every week. Mm-hmm. And he's not dressing stupid like the rest of the yeah. elite people. And I think it's going to be a slow build. I do think eventually you have to position him in some way for that championship. Mm-hmm. But just keep having him rack up wins and build that record, because in AEW it matters what your win-loss record is, mm-hmm. unless you're Brian Danielson. But <laughs> Well, he's the best of the yeah, best. notch those wins. And AEW has just has such a bright future with some of these guys because Adam Cole is only 32 years old. Yeah. And even younger than him is MJF, who comes out and just Yo. just nukes the room. This man, it it's crazy the things he can do on a mic. Because like, they're in New Jersey somewhere, and he comes out immediately talking shit, saying how New Jersey is just like the armpit of America. And he's talking shit on everyone and everything. And then he says that he wants to have a conversation with the late, great Brian Pillman. And he looks up, and he starts facing up like he's talking to the heavens. And then he goes, who am I kidding? And looks down and starts talking like Brian Pillman is in hell and the crowd is just chanting asshole and like what a move on his part yeah like Jesus he that was something that I have never seen before and he does things all the time he says things all the time that I have never seen and never heard before and don't expect to hear or see in wrestling and they just come out and I'm just like yeah I mean the stuff the stuff he gets away with saying and it's it's building so much heat for him and he's such an amazing heal in that yeah he can say whatever he wants basically Mm -hmm. there's no restrictions in AEW apparently because they said the word shit on this show at least 15 times yeah it was like piece of shit all of that like we're gonna start just doing like a counter of like how many times (laughs) are they gonna curse and like it kind of takes the edge off a little bit when you do it every single segment yeah but I do like that there's like there's not as many restrictions on the microphone for these guys as opposed to a WWE um, especially considering, like, MJF is, like, he's talking down to Brian Pillman like he's in hell. He's calling Brian Pillman Jr.'s wife, or, uh, I'm sorry, Brian Pillman's, Brian Pillman Jr.'s mom, Methany, mm-hmm. repeatedly. He, he said that Brian Pillman Jr. should have been aborted last week. Yeah, he's and, talking like, shit to, to his pregnant sister. In, yeah. It's, he's going it's too brutal. far. And yes, it's brutal. Of course, Brian Pillman Jr. comes out and confronts him while this is happening. It's lining up great for Brian Pillman Jr. versus MJF, which I believe is also next week. We're getting so many things next week, and MJF is just... He's going to dominate both in-ring and on mic. And next up, we get Sean Spears and Darby Allin. Uh, a repeat of, like, a match we had two years ago. Uh, Sean Spears was the first person to ever defeat Darby Allen in AEW. Darby Allen gets that victory back uh, on this show, and that sets up this weird dynamic of FTR is going to come out, mm-hmm. and they beat up uh, Sting and Darby Allen with the help of Tully Blanchard. And in this match that Sean Spears had with Darby, Sean Spears at one point goes out and gets, like, a, like a towel. Mm-hmm covers it in water, and just starts taking the face paint off of Darby Allen, so which I thought was such a dope move. So disrespectful. Love Sean Spears. Love Darby Allen. And so disrespectful. After the match, after FTR beat down Sting and Darby, Tully Blanchard gets a towel, pours water on it, and starts taking the face paint off of Sting. So rude. Like, the disrespect of this. But and we are perfectly lining up Sting versus Tully, Sean course. Spears versus Darby Allen again. And Brian Danielson is next. 
he has a challenge. And he even acknowledges that, like, it's not even about the title right now. He'll, he'll go after that title eventually. Yeah. But right now, he just wants to face Kenny Omega. Yeah, he wants to see what he's got. That's it. Mm-hmm. And he makes the challenge, and Don Callis tries to say no. Eventually, we go back and forth. The S-word is said multiple times. <laughs> and... The S-word is said. <laughs> yeah, like, it's every segment, I swear, somebody had to just get it off. Like, it was like yeah. they had a bet in the back. Like, can we get away with ten, you think? Oh, yeah. Or over ten and a half. How many times can we call this person a piece of shit? <laughs> like, and it was at least ten times. Yeah. And eventually Kenny Omega says yes to this. And add that to our card for next week, which we have four hours of AEW wrestling. And Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson is one of going to be one of those segments. Yeah, we might need to have our own, our own episode for it's AEW just, with all the extra stuff. Actually, they, we can't because we're going to have a bonus episode for Extreme Rules, so bear with us next week. Like, <laughs> next week, they're basically doing a pay-per-view across two shows. Yeah. Well, and, it's because I think it's because WWE has a pay-per-view next weekend. Well, I mean, like, they have the momentum, they're winning in the demographic, mm-hmm. and, like, as much as people want to... It is amazing that AEW is getting the ratings that they are. But, like, they also aren't going against Monday Night Football. Yeah. So, like, temper some of that. Yeah. Like, yes, you're beating Monday Night Raw in a specific demographic, but, like, you're also not going up against the biggest ratings juggernaut in, like, all of television. Exactly. Um, like, we love the challenge. As much as we watch the challenge, it's not, like, it's not Monday Night Football. Yeah. You're not competing with that big of an opponent. Um, but we also had Moxley and Minoru Suzuki <laughs> just attack each other again. Yeah, and that show. was after Moxley and Kingston had a match against 2.0. Yes, because we are getting Minoru Suzuki and the Murder Hawk, Lance Archer, versus Moxley and Kingston. And that match is going to be another just hard-hitting, strong-style match. Do you think that John Moxley is going to bite somebody's face again during this match? Because why oh, is my man just out here biting people's faces? The dude likes to bite faces. I don't know. I mean, I know that Renee Young is not too keen on it. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. (laughs) She tweeted that if she could just get her husband to stop biting people's faces, it would be great. But, yeah, I mean, they're stacking the show. And then we had Rampage, Mm -hmm. which kicks off with Jericho on commentary. Still, who cares? But it's uh, the Butcher and the Blade versus the, um, the AEW Tag Champions, the Lucha Brothers. And this match was fantastic. I liked that at one point... Um, they actually tied Penta's mask to the ropes. No, that was crazy. Which was like, just an awesome move that I haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, and then at one point, Butcher and the Blade are about to just completely take out Ray Phoenix, and Penta gets out of this by taking his mask off, but still hides his face, super kicks, and they actually get the win, the Lucha Brothers, uh, over the Butcher and the Blade, and they are, I mean, Penta is unmasked. Yeah, he's point. just covering his face. And people come out and attack them again. And I'm sitting here like, watch his face. Like, he needs to cover it. Yeah, and then that leads us into another Hardy family organization match. Mm-hmm. We have Anna Jay, the return, versus the bunny. Anna Jay gets this win. And this match was just not fun to watch for some reason. It just didn't look good. Yeah, I feel like this was just like a, I don't know. It's just like a clash. So I don't know if one is not good if both are not good but it just it didn't look good yeah, it either wasn't way. a great match uh anna gets a win so that's good for like her record but matt hardy gets on the mic and he's pissed because he's not zero and two to start the night and he just hates orange cassidy 
Just straight up. Yeah, he's Orange Cassidy to... basically broke, broke his face a couple weeks ago. And he's been ago. trying to, like, cut Orange Cassidy's hair ever since. So he finds a fan. Which is such a weird in thing the front to be row. fixated on. It is a weird, because, like, Orange Cassidy doesn't have that much hair. He doesn't have that much hair. But a guy in the front row had a lot of hair. Mm-hmm. And he was, he, like, I think Matt Hardy called him, like, a lookalike. Yeah, he called him he a lookalike for sure. He did not look at all like Orange Cassidy, no, but he was, was just wearing, wearing the, outfit. the outfit. And they just jump this guy that's in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And they bring him into the ring, and they cut his ponytail off. They start shaving his head, and Orange Cassidy comes out to make the save in the most just not urgent way. So in the most Orange Cassidy way. It was so funny to me. Like, any other wrestler would have been running down to make the save. Orange Cassidy just comes down and just He leisurely. does not put in work like that. Because, like, it's we went back a couple weeks ago. He was yelling at Chris Statlander because he cared. He that was the Statlander only time I've ever seen him put in any, like, energy anything even in his wrestling matches he doesn't have a lot of energy like that yeah and it it made sense for who he is but i'm like it is one of your fans maybe like maybe a little bit of like pep in your step for this one um but yeah he makes the save and i I think we're getting a matt hardy orange cassidy like hair versus hair match yeah i'm very intrigued by this because orange cassidy doesn't have hair like that like he has hair but he doesn't have a lot of hair, but and Matt's Matt hair Hardy sucks. does just have a lot of hair. Up. It's so dry and wispy. Yeah. Just shave so it So it makes you think that it's going to be hair versus hair, and Matt Hardy is going to lose his hair here, and that just makes me wonder how his little boys are going to be, because his little boys all have long hair because he has long hair. And they have long, beautiful hair. I don't want them to shave their head, too. They would. Yeah, nothing's been announced for, like, what they're going to do between the two. Yeah, this is just us speculating. Yeah, and then, I mean, we do have the announcement of Ruby Soho will be facing Britt Baker for the AEW Women's Championship. Yeah, this was a great in-ring promo. Yeah, just some shots going at each other. Uh, Britt Baker congratulates Ruby on getting some TV time. Mm-hmm. It's nice for her. She brings up that uh, it's ironic that Ruby's nickname is The Runaway. When she didn't run away, she got fired. A lot of oohs and ahs from the crowd. Ruby... Um, mentions that you know there's a lot of women in the industry that get by on the people that they are having sex with backstage yeah and that gets some you know some oohs and ahs from the crowd as well and like i I love when we can just do some real life shit in these promos and it just it makes it feel so much more real and we know Britt breaker and ruby are probably friends they had go back a long way but like just introducing those kinds of realities into these segments just helps so much because the crowd yeah. popped for it and it just made it seem so much more real. Well, even when when uh, Britt Baker was sitting there telling Ruby, like, you don't know who you are. We don't know who you are. You've changed your name. Like, they know who I am. I'm Britt Baker DMD. And like, we know who she is. And Ruby made a good point when she came back at her. Like, we know who you are because you tell us every week. And where Ruby also says, you made a mistake though. Like I know who I am. I just didn't have the independence to do it before. And like, she's like, you're right. I did get fired, but that gave me the opportunity to be standing in this ring, staring you in the face. And I cannot wait to see this match. And this is another one that is on next week on dynamite and it's for the title. And I think Ruby's going to win this match. I do not. I do. I think they're going to give it to Ruby. Britt Baker does not need that title. Oh, yeah, she absolutely does not need the title. Mm -hmm. She's clearly the number one woman in the division. She's at the apex of AEW. But I don't think we need to go to Ruby now. I think we can do a, especially like on free television, I'm not a huge fan of like giving those kind of wins away. 
Like, I'd rather it be on a pay-per-view where she gets that big win. Yeah. And, like, this is basically a big pay-per-view. Exactly. Right? So I do get why you would make this change. But, like, I'd rather see Ruby face some adversity first. Like, she doesn't need to just come in, win the Battle Royal, and then win the title immediately. It'd be like Brian Danielson doing the same thing. Like, I'd, yeah, but I I'm think, okay with Brian Danielson winning, too. Well, I think Brian Danielson's going to beat Kenny Omega next week, but it's not, it's for, not the title. for the title. It's not for the title, yeah. Exactly. So I think we can transition to Ruby eventually, but I'd rather her lose by, like, some, you know, hinky finish, um, and then eventually... No, I want Ruby to win. All right. I'm, I'm taking Britt Baker to win this I'm match. I'm taking Ruby to win. I want her to win. And then, you know, our main man, Miro, wins, too, this week. Yeah, I, mean, I think that was for the title, too. Yeah, so we're going to finish um, AEW with an absolute murder that we got to witness. Uh, Fuego Del Sol wants another match against Miro for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And he is deciding that he will give up his car for the opportunity at that TNT title against Miro, which is like me trying to give up my car in order to go get murdered. Yeah, right. And that's what happened here. Fuego doesn't come even close uh-uh. to winning. And at one point, Miro, after the match is over, stuffs the car keys into Fuego Del Sol's mouth and just puts him in that game over. And Sammy Guevara comes out and makes the save. So it seems like he's going to be next in line for that TNT title. He even held the title up when Miro left it in the ring. Miro's not losing his title anytime soon. Not and to he's Sammy. For damn sure not losing it to no. Sammy. I mean, I would like I would like to see Sammy in a spotlight. I don't know which spotlight, but we are a big Miro household, and Miro can keep that title for as long as he wants. I cannot wait to see this match next week. A lot of the 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 card is stacked for Dynamite and Rampage. There are so many matches that we didn't even talk about that were announced for next week. It's going to be great. We're going from three hours to four hours, and we're going to have an amazing show, or shows, both of them. And we're, we're going to have Raw and NXT and SmackDown and AEW Rampage and AEW Dynamite and Extreme Rules. Yes. It's a huge action-packed wrestling week. And we will cover all of that yes. next week. We will definitely have a bonus episode for at least Extreme Rules. Probably throw some more WWE stuff in there so that we can talk a little bit more about Dynamite since it's going to be so much stuff. Well, Dynamite and Rampage. But you can catch all of that next week. Follow us everywhere at HeBookSheBook. And don't forget to subscribe and listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.